like the ones I used to know. Welcome to Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. My name's Danny Getz, and with me, as always, is John Trainer. What's up, John? Hey, Dan. I'm so excited. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we got a Christmas episode. We got, we're we're putting this out a little off schedule. It is our our Christmas episode, and we wanted to make sure people had it before Christmas. And we're we're doing the format a little bit different today. Yeah, I uh, I'm so excited. I hate it when my favorite podcasts uh, just like take the week of Christmas off. And I love Christmas songs, and I love uh, covers of Christmas songs. And there are like thousands of each of them oh they so are the is, most covered songs yeah. yeah this is just like prime this is so exciting i'm so excited i was trying to talk to you about doing this last year dan and i'm so glad that this came together we've been planning this like yeah. all year this, this every other week thing finally paid off where before <laughs> we kept landing like months short of christmas now we get to do it we're we're getting to christmas and it is I, I think in in the research we found this was the most covered of the Christmas songs. We're doing White Christmas. Yes. Which is not one of my favorite Christmas songs. Like I am a big last I'm a big like modern Christmas song guy. Last Christmas, all I want for you is Christmas, um, Christmas present or Christmas wrapping. I forget the names now. But those yeah. are like my favorite are the more modern ones. The older ones are like you know so so but oh my god the last few weeks i have been listening so much white christmas and then getting into some more of the older ones um and i am i cannot wait i'm like bursting at the seams to talk about this yeah i mean growing up up until uh cds started becoming a cumbersome thing to store around the house we would get my mom a new christmas album or two every year so I'm I'm drawn to the classics, but in a in a way where it's like I can't wait to hear what I don't know Garth Brooks does with this one. <laughs> like so often you're just shopping in the mall record store and go, I don't know. I guess this is the weird one she's getting this year. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm, we I'm we listen well to, tuned to this stuff. Yeah, we listen to uh to the the Beach Boys album, which is one of my favorite yeah, Christmas yeah. albums. That was a good and Christmas album. I thought for sure White Christmas would come up on my list and then no, it just kept getting pushed farther and farther. And it's not the best song in that album, but that album is so special to me that like it's, I figured it's there's too no sunny way. for a White Christmas on a Beach Boys record. <laughs> well, the White Christmas on is like orchestral. It's like it doesn't sound like the other great Beach Boys songs on there. True. Um, and it's yeah, it's it. I, I kept finding better and better ones. Yeah, I I was amazed. I mean, uh, we're we're gonna kick it off with one that I've known for a long time. This this record was one that I tried to get my family to listen to every now and then, and it was never the right vibe. But I still I still enjoy it a lot. We're 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 counting down, going back and forth. This is this is lower on my list. It is the Bright Eyes White Christmas. I, this is one. This is the, towards the top of my Christmas playlist. I love how quiet it is. Yeah. It's like so gentle. Which is uh, not necessarily what we get from the rest of them. We do have a couple of those. The more traditional sounding. Yeah. We looked it up before this, right? Uh, 
this is because you know you listen to this and you're like this is bright eyes it doesn't sound like bright eyes to me it doesn't sound like someone's about to uh, break down in tears while singing yeah if you want that listen to blue christmas <laughs> right yeah this is uh um, bright eyes girlfriend of time this is maria taylor uh, connor Oberst's girlfriend at the time it looks like um she was on several of these songs. From the band Azure Ray. Azure Ray, right, which I'd never heard of before. I think she's, her voice is beautiful. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the uh, kind of sliding around the guitar that you get to hear. So that, that raw feel you get from that. Yeah, that was that was really nice. We're, we're, we're trying to do through a different format testing it out with this one because it was uh, a daunting task to uh there was thousands of options so yeah, to instead so of <laughs> yeah and we, we we only overlapped on one song which i thought was pretty fun i, I did incredible. leave a couple off knowing that i could count on you to get them in here <laughs> but it it was it was wild that like well, there's a good chunk of both of these that you and i are going in blind on because yeah. I'm presenting them to you for the first time, and you're presenting them to me for the first time. This is not one of them. <laughs> this one, this is one of the ones I was talking about that, like, I had it on my list for a long time, and I was like, nah, John's got me here, we're good. <laughs> uh, there's there's no way you weren't putting this one in here. It is the Iggy Pop White Christmas from the Psych Out Christmas album. You knew me too well. I don't even know if it's from this. It seems to be on every every comp that Iggy Pop may be on. So, like, I don't know where oh, this really? originally came from. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I found it on the Psych Out Christmas compilation put out by Cleopatra Records that yeah, I cannot recommend that I enough. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's so weird. Uh, the the uh, Listen to his voice here. He's trying to croon, and it rules. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> I played this for my my kid today, and she was like, "This it sounds scary. I don't like it." <laughs> Come on, Dad. I, I love the the fuzzy echoed out guitar in the background. It's hard to get too out there, I think, with White Christmas. Like, it sounds kind of hokey if you try and. Well, we'll get into it, but I think it can sound a little too hokey if you try and like rock it out a little too much. Uh, and same with if it's too, um, I don't know, like too noisy. But I think this takes the uh, some of the inst- more instrumental, like uh, the ventures, some of like the the more surf guitar vibes or the um, the songs that have the slide guitar on it a lot of them yeah, a lot of the older yeah. ones have that and this sort of like takes that slide guitar and just like translates it into this fuzzy echoey guitar sound except for this exact right here like yeah, in the, the background we're listening to. that's just a crazy <laughs> solo for no reason right but that's even that like matches with some of the there's like some really cool jazz picks on this song that uh that i wasn't able to, to fit in um 
I don't know. It, it's, there's something about this that feels classic in like a, you know, closed out. Just picture it. Have you seen the movie Holiday Inn? I don't think so. Holiday Inn is a movie from the 40s, which is where this song debuted. Really? And it was, uh, like, the, the basic premise is, I, I think it's two people and their wives are opening an inn that's basically just the place where people go for the holiday. And, okay. like, it's, a, it's one of those uh, 40s musicals where, like, it's just a reason to have song and dance people do <laughs> songs and dances. Yeah. An, an unfortunate blackface scene in there, I warned you. But it's the Christmas one is white christmas and it was like such a massive success that it got its own movie oh there's a movie called white christmas from a few years later because white christmas was such a like it's just like the ubiquitous christmas song and just picturing like bing crosby hearing his song like this was this a bing crosby song originally he was the first one yeah okay and it was for the movie yeah yeah debuted in holiday inn which is one of those that like I've watched as a Christmas movie a few times because like it's known for this song and it's it's not really a Christmas movie it's okay. <laughs> but it, it's an entertaining movie if you like that kind of that era of Hollywood musical and that's so interesting overlook a blackface scene <laughs> yeah tough to overlook but yeah Yikes. <laughs> I, you don't need to watch the movie to <laughs> to hear the the great music I I that's interesting because I was looking at, I was trying, so I looked through all of secondhand songs and I tried to dig as hard as I could for just every, everything. And so I was yeah. listening to a lot of stuff from the forties and fifties. It was making me wonder like, is this just a, cause they talk about writing Christmas cards. I don't know how old writing Christmas cards is, but obviously <laughs> yeah. before then. So I was wondering where, if this came from, if this was like an older song that has just been recorded a million times. And there was like, I mean, no, it's just no another author um... or, what's his name it's irving berlin who's just one of those names who just comes up all the time for songs of this era i don't i'm not sure off the top of my head even what the other songs are that he wrote i'm pretty sure there's a couple other christmas songs but like he's just one of those names that you always hear but we're we're going from from one that you said your daughter was afraid of (laughs) i i think this next one is the perfect palate cleanser for for what your daughter was experiencing. It is the the Russian dolls from the Mess Singer. It is Hanson. I'd love to hear more of what you think about this one because I listened to it briefly just before we started recording while I was getting this set up, and I don't know if I hear. I'd love to hear more about this. Well, there's a video of them performing it just the three of them standing around one mic that is just one of those very endearing moments where like you can tell that they feel a little embarrassed about it but they they like kind of laugh their way through like it's a small intimate crowd type thing and they're like yeah we are about to do this and then they they lean in and it's just like really kind of genuinely sweet kind of watching three three brothers be like i can't believe we're doing this like let's christmas, go <laughs> christmas feeling yeah, yeah maybe you have to watch it to to get the whole feeling but also they were the russian dogs <laughs> <laughs> can't help yourself 
I'm not saying that that pushed them to my number 10 spot here, but uh, it didn't, didn't hurt. hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, the very end of this. I'm going to skip ahead just a bit. Hey, guys. What is this? It's a record player. Cool. Watch this. <laughs> What a great 1997 <laughs> end of a song. Uh, I love it. I I I do love Hanson. They're they're one of those people or one of those people, one of those bands that seems to like understand their place in like the lexicon. They're like, yeah, we know we're a one-hit wonder, but like we're cool. Like whatever. That's fine. That's fun. <laughs> Mop is a great song. I've been trying to convince people that the last few years. Oh, There's a yeah, few different great. uh edits of it uh like masters of it on uh not masters mixes of it on on spotify and they're really cool and like the producer that made it uh, is is like a a big time producer i forget what he produced now but like yeah. it's really it's really good <laughs> more i listen to it the more i like it i'm getting back into it all right yeah, I want to I want to do a deeper dive through a lot of that stuff. I'm always kind of tempted to like, go see what I misjudged and like Hansen doesn't fit that bill, but knowing how far off like the public perception is with a band like that, I'm like there's got to be something else out there for like maybe like Seven Mary 3 like rules and I I don't know. Like I, I want to go listen to some more Dishwalla and find out. Like, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, they're all big for a reason. I, when I heard Mbop, it blew me away, and I went out and bought the tape, and I, yeah. I don't think any of the other songs really did it for I don't remember them, really. But I don't, yeah. I couldn't Mbop even holds up totally. Ones. But you know what else holds up totally? <laughs> Is the band Erasure. <laughs> yeah. Do they was... belong on a Christmas playlist? I don't know, but I this is so an incredibly excited. interesting take on this. Yeah, this is off their album Snow Globe. Was this really done in 2013? Maybe. I, hard to say for sure. Uh, I, I think it was. They do Silent Night on it, the Christmas song, uh, White Christmas, Silver Bells. It's a, yeah. It starts off very like, you know, music box kind of being sung from the bottom of a well. Oh, you got to find that middle part, though. <laughs> Holy moly, does it? That middle up. part. Oh, I'm going to skip ahead. Just that weird synthy breakdown. Yeah, this is where it starts. <laughs> I was very surprised when it gets back to this. I was like, how did they get back here? <laughs> I know. They got so yeah. far away. Yeah, I almost skipped it. It was like, this doesn't sound like Erasure. Nah, next. And I was like, you know, let me check out the middle of this song. Whoa! <laughs> Almost unrecognizable at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is not what we signed up for. But it made me so happy. This honestly was the first one I listened to. Really? And it set a weird tone for the rest of them that kind of sounded normal. I was like, y'all dropped the ball. Cause like, <laughs> this one is the other one I was talking about where I was like, John's got this one. I, yeah. like, I, don't, I don't need to put this on my list. It'll make the show. <laughs> it's just so interesting. Like I can't ignore it. Like there's, there's other 
I think there is there's a reason why these are at the top of the list, right? There's oh, other yeah. really pretty songs that are just like not as good as the other ones that I chose, but nothing sounded like this. Yeah, nothing I mean, this really is, sounded like Iggy Pop. This is your number ten, and the it's your your second lowest ranked for the episode, and all, but like it, it's one of those where if it's not on the episode, we didn't paint the full picture. <laughs> yeah, and I really genuinely like it. Like I like this a lot. I think. Oh, me too. Just like Iggy Pop, there's like uh, the foundation of all of the traditional versions of this song is still there. You know, I really like, like hearing Erasure as a gentle band. It's not really how I think of them. Yeah. So it's it's nice to hear what this side of them sounds like. Yeah, like you need a really light touch, I think, to to new wave <laughs> like White I, Christmas. I, I definitely want to hear their Silent Night now. Like that's that's one of those that like I'm I'm sure Silent Night will be our Christmas song next year because I think it is the next most covered. And if it's not, it's not. I don't care. It's a year away. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that, that's one of those that, like, I think by next year, there's a good chance I'll just be a massive Erasure fan. And, like, it's number one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I really like the way they treated White Christmas. Now, this next person, I... You know, maybe, maybe now's the time to... Uh, to reveal that I've uh, I've basically treated this list as a as like a 2022 recap list for me of like stuff that jumped out to be relevant to me this year definitely got a little bit of a bump. Are you and talking about the mass Singer? <laughs> no. Okay. Not not this time. This time is much more real life and real exciting. And a very fun thing that I got to experience this year was the Phillies in the World Series. And relevant to our show, we talked about it a little bit while that was going on. There was a cover of the Robin song, Dancing on My Own, became the unofficial theme song of the playoff run. The man who sang that cover is the man we're hearing next. It is Caleb Scott. Really? I wondered who this was. I did not recognize the name. I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. This is a very nice version. It's it's one of those where like, if I heard it when I was out to dinner at Christmas time, I, I might tag it just to know just to know the voice. Oh wow, I love his voice. He's got a, a real unique tone. He sounds like uh, Anthony. Oh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, like a more restrained, but. Yeah, I love that. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas car I ride. May your day. I love his voice. It, it was such a just a, a wonderful moment in the last few months. I totally forgot about you telling me about that. This this next one, a a legend in the world of guitar rock for his own stuff and for his physical contribution to guitar rock. It is Les Paul with Mary Ford. Yeah. Let's I think Les Paul is such an interesting 
person and him yeah. and Mary Ford, like, in, you know, he like invent, literally invented the electric guitar. I don't know. Yeah. Did he really? As far as I know, right? I'm not a historian, but I yeah, know I, he like worked I on tape know. delay and like he pioneered so much in like the elect, electric recording. Um, Could you imagine if he was bad at it? Like bad how at playing funny, the guitar. Yeah, how funny that would be <laughs> if it was like, look, I, I, look, it, it's coming out of the speaker. Can't you hear it? It's coming out of the speaker. Like a theoretical <laughs> scientist versus a experimental yeah, scientist. It's, it's, it's just a theoretical guitar. Plunk, plunk, plunk. <laughs> yeah. You hear it? No, it's over there. It's the speaker. The speaker's <laughs> making the plunk, plunk. Yeah. It's, I mean, he would like wind his own pickups. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but I love the way he plays. And there's something about those really old electric guitars. Like, this was the 50s. This is 54, so it's not that old. Um, but, like, the 40s electric guitars, like, late 40s, sound insane. Oh yeah, because it's just—it's like they're not supposed to be played. They're like not supposed to exist. <laughs> but they sound I like love the idea that they're fighting you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, even this, like you hear the distortion on it. Maybe it's those homemade pickups. I don't know. I, I like the the contrast of like how much the guitar is doing and how just kind of steady her voice is. Yeah. I, I liked a lot of the really slow White Christmases. And uh, this was my favorite. I had a hard time picking them. I could have probably made a whole top 10 of just songs like that. Um, but no. I just love that one. That's the one it kept coming back to. You're talking about the the top ten you're uh, you're you're wishing you made. This next one fits firmly in the top ten that I wish I committed to. I I I'm a big fan of the novelty genre of Christmas, and I I forced myself to take off a bunch of them. The the Robert Downey <laughs> Juniors with Vonda Shepard from Ally McBeal. The Megan Trainer with Seth MacFarlane, the, like, the Goldfinger that was just didn't need to. The exist. Goldfinger one was okay. It was okay. It's I very, couldn't justify it, but it's maybe very short late era Goldfinger, yeah. <laughs> where like his voice is uh, so unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the one that I I chose to to keep in the list is um, because we. We we lost her this year. It is the John Travolta Olivia Newton John one. Mm, that's right. And this is not old John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. This is like within the last ten years. Oh yeah, it literally is ten years old. This was the 2012 release. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I mean, oh, like you say, are, are you, you listening to this intro? I hear it. <laughs> oh, wait till they start talking. Or sort what of are you talking? <laughs> what have you done to us? Like you say, you really restrained yourself in the novelty songs. Uh, let's let's reserve judgment until after. <laughs> I mean, this is pure novelty. Listen. Grass is green. 
the orange and palm trees swayed. There's never been such a day in Beverly Hills, LA. That's right. They, they added their own intro. Why does he hit the in white so hard? I, I just love the pause, that, that little jazz note, that... Oh, white. White? <laughs> but it is funny because, like, famously, they sound good together. But they sound they, good together. <laughs> they, they squander it here by just messing around. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? If it was, uh, when was Greece? Seventies. Yeah. If it was seventies, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, I would have taken it. I would have been like kind of excited. It's it's weird because Hairspray wasn't that long ago. So unless they like super affected his voice, John Travolta can still carry a tune fairly well around he the He sounds technically fine. Like he, he's, he's doing that whisper voice. It's like, just sing it. Just oh, sing it. Saying. You want him to like belt it out. Put, put a little behind it at least. But, uh, so like, okay, I'm going to tie it back to Erasure. So like they had Erasure version. They, they all have that like quiet, intimate sound. That's like the thing that they're trying to do. This is just like doing it badly. This is like it's, trying to imitate it versus like doing their own thing. There's a pretty good chance that if there was a John Travolta solo one, it would have made this list anyway. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> for, for similar reasons of, look at this, John Travolta did it. <laughs> but it, it does feel relevant to me to at least have one of these represented because there are so many people who put out yeah. Christmas records. And they all sound like this, where it's like they want you to think that they're in front of you. You can almost hear the fire crackling behind them. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we're in the room with you. The, the digitally added record crackle. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And they are they sing breathy, even though they maybe aren't that good at it. And like, yeah, almost like sing, talk it. Yeah, like they're standing around the piano at around Christmas morning, you know. Yeah, it's just another form of passive income for the holidays for all these famous people. And I, I wanted to to at least make Represent mention of, of that side of I think uh, you have to. Capitalist Christmas. I mean, that's a bit there's a reason why there's a thousand, you know, what is it, two thousand covers or something insane. Uh I put my eyes on all of them, but I did not listen to all of them. And when I, mean, I saw Seth McFarlane's name, I was like, Yeah, okay, I think I'm gonna skip this one. I mean, but you, on the other career. hand, are like, I gotta listen yeah. to these novelty songs. I mean, it's how many times can you hear this song without being like, come mean. on, some somebody mess it up for me a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's not fair. a particularly like dynamic song, so like, right? Either you have a good voice or you don't, or you have like a good a unique cool voice, or... instrumentation or whatever. But like, right. it's all basically in the same place, right? 
but the, I mean, actually, this this next one's a good example of uh, standing out despite that is the uh, Chet Atkins version. Honestly, I think the rest of mine are going to stand out. We'll see. I, I have a couple more that technically qualify for the novelty thing, but I do legitimately. No, like you have them. some they're, great ones. I'm they're, they're not the novel rest. choices from here. No, no. I love this one. This this sort of represents the more um, that like there's a lot of surf adventures I mentioned before. Do something sort of similar to this, but it's a little more surfy. Um, there's some like almost like ukulele sort of slide guitar um, covers that are more instrumental. I don't know much about him. I have a couple of his Christmas songs on my like go-to Christmas playlist that I've been building over the years, but I, outside of Christmas, like he does like is it the Christmas song or whatever that one is. He does that one that I like, but I don't really know much about him outside of Christmas. Yeah, and he's another old country artist. Like, I don't know a lot about him. Um, I'm just starting to get into country music, and uh, he pops up. There's a lot of like '40s country music. Um, that involves folks like Chet Atkins and Othello that'll come up here in a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I really like I like all the um, tremolo bends. And oh yeah, the, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's up there with like whirly organ for me. Where oh yeah, it's it's not quite the same 100, percent but it's it's gonna get me there like. 70 probably especially when it's that really clean guitar um i love like the backup singers and i love how far in front of the mix the guitar is uh it's like so far it's like everything is like twice as far away including the singers um and it just has that nice kind of you know you're you're out at sea just sort of like drifting away yeah. I mean, a lot of songs had this feel, and this just was my favorite one. There's a lot of instrumental versions of this song that um, that I grabbed, but I just couldn't. Yeah, we could do another I, three parts. I think that one's the right <laughs> choice. That that is one of the other ones that I I have heard prior to uh, the presentation here. Yeah, and that one. Yeah, I think that's the right choice for the instrumental. I love it. This next one, though. I I was kind of shocked by what it was, but not in a bad way, in a very good kind of wholesome family presentation kind of way. But it's the Polyphonics Free version. You were telling me about the backstory here a little bit before, and I think that changes the context of this a lot. The the girl voice you hear in this is his daughter. And it was I don't I don't know the story around the album. It's a full album, and I know um, the Happy Xmas on here. That's that's one of those that is uh, in my kind of regular playlist. But I never really explored what else it was. But yeah, there, there's like a little video for this one that is just like a little lead up interviewing the kid and talking about like what they're about to do, and then they kind of slowly work into the studio and sing the song it's 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 very sweet their their voices complement each other very very nicely 
I love his voice. Oh, I love him in Tripping Daisies. And I oh, love how it's the exact same delivery, <laughs> same voice as in Polyphonic Spree. And it just Polyphonic Spree like fits him better. Yeah. I saw that live opening for David Bowie, and that's one really? of the best nights of my entire life. I would have loved to see them. Maybe, maybe I did see them, actually. Oh, geez. Now I can't remember. It's been too many. It was supposed to be um, Missy Gray, but David Bowie got sick, and she couldn't do the rescheduled dates, so I got Polyphonic Free instead. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Macy yeah. Gray opened for the first concert I ever went to. Oh, really? Now, yeah, that's really that's really cool i when i heard this and i was like eh, i'm waiting for the whole band to come in and i was like like when you hear uh the polyphonic spree sing with a child or someone that sounds like a child it's like not you're like that's eh, probably just one of the many singers that yeah. they have on stage <laughs> surely they have a kid in that 27 piece orchestra or whatever right right so i kept waiting for that big moment they have in every song with like the harps and the uh you know yeah, the big swell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i it's definitely one of those rating it against itself things where i was just so happily surprised by what it was compared to what i thought it would be that like i i had to put it in here <laughs> yeah no it's cute if, knowing the story i I support it, Mark. I think it's very cute. Now, now, John. Okay, so I was giving you a hard time about novelty yeah. songs, right? <laughs> I I didn't read the name until right now. <laughs> John. John <laughs> let me defend. All right, let me at introduce least, this. At one, least okay? my two were like legendary singers together at one point in like a famous movie where they sing at John. <laughs> Okay, so I may be the only one who picked a YouTube star, okay, <laughs> for my list. But to be fair, I did not know that it was a YouTube star when I picked um, it. You don't and know who this kid is? <laughs> I did not. I had to read it because I, honestly, I didn't click into it far enough. And the cover, when it's a thumbnail, looks like one of those old, like, 50s It's just a that kid on fair. the cover. And so I, I'm going to start playing it. I all right. It's Mason Ramsey, everybody. <laughs> I think it's great. I never heard of this kid before. It's an I didn't know it was an eleven year old kid. <laughs> it's an eleven year old kid who, according to his bio, you could probably explain this better. Uh, was a viral video called the Walmart Yodeling Kid. <laughs> that is one hundred percent what he is. He is. Everyone knows the video. It's the kid surrounded by people in Walmart while he's yodeling and he's crushing it. <laughs> I, this does not sound familiar to me. But I, what I love about this is it, it takes a little bit of the. Uh, takes a little bit of the um the like jauntier pop songs takes the drifters epic version and then adds just like a little twist of country and this kid's voice is incredible i i will give you that <laughs> honestly i thought this was a woman <laughs> i i am from surprised. the 50s <laughs> it's so good I mean, he was a featured artist on Town Road. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's like his only credit. I think he has a couple albums. I mean, he is a YouTube viral star. So, like, yeah. I he picked the most. Coachella. 
I picked the most uh, novelty song of the entire list, but unknowingly, and I genuinely love it with zero irony. Uh, I guess he got big singing uh, Hank Williams songs on YouTube. Lots of clues, yeah. (laughs) But uh, honestly, I didn't hear any other covers of this song that bring in the drifters uh, anything about the drifters version. Well, I do have one that really really does in a way that I am so excited about. Like, really? I, I can't even on this list? begin to explain. It'll, you'll hear it. And okay. I, you'll have the video on your end. You'll see, you'll see some reaction in the video that I mimic perfectly. <laughs> like it, when I heard it, I was like, holy cow. Like, well, I'm excited. I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Mason Ramsey, I'm a fan. I, YouTube I like uh, Walmart I yodeling like it. kid. It's yeah. genuinely great. It's like a, I added this to all my Christmas playlists. Like, I love you it. You should, as you are somehow uninitiated to, the, to this world, you should watch his Coachella set. <laughs> is it good? Or is it not good? It is, it is just nice. Like, it's Okay. Everybody is on his side. They are totally on board for it. And like it's like the the peak of his powers. Like the video just kind of started taking over. Okay, okay. So like people were still excited about him. Not that they're not now. I don't know. <laughs> can I confess something to you? Uh, yes. I'm not immune. Of I try to be as earnest as I can, but but I'm I'm not immune. This was higher up on my list before I found out that it was a YouTube. Yodel. Really. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, oh my wow. gosh, what is this? It's like some remastered, you know, song, old song. It's like sung so beautifully. It sounds That's... like that old that old cover, and I was like, oh wait a minute, it's a YouTube kid. Oh no! But then I couldn't drop it off completely. I and maybe I sh- maybe I should have left it where it was. Yeah, I if if I didn't know his name. And I heard that and was just like, wow, like some kids. So good, that, like, right? Yeah, it. I do like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, coming on this trip with me. <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but this next one, you may know her as the uh, the winner of her season as the, the son on The Masked Singer. It is Leanne Rhymes. Of course. Now, there's, there's a couple different versions. Yeah, I, I came across this one that is a definitely of an older era cell phone video. And just the the, the crazy reverb, the kind of low tech recording of it. I just really liked it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, to set you up here, this appears to be a hotel room, maybe, in the corner. Yeah. With, like, a Christmas tree and, like, a very hotel room mirror. It has that feeling of, like, she's not home for the holidays, so she's sending this specifically to a person. Yeah, it looks like a set in, like, the corner of a room, and the video is grainy like an old cell phone like iphone but early iphone and it's like 
fuzzy, like Vaseline was smeared on the screen, but like a lot. It's like there's some kind of after effect going on here. Yeah. And it's backlit. It's very, this is, I don't know what to say about this very interesting one. Because there are like three versions of the song that Leanne Rimes does. Oh, she has professionally recorded versions. Yeah, like in a studio with a band. Those are not the ones that I want. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually, you know what it looks like? That's not the son I know. (laughs) It's like if Cameo was around in 2010. And someone was like, I want you to sing me White Christmas. That's that's a that's a fair assessment actually. I think that's probably the <laughs> the best way to encapsulate that. Like I think about that though, we're like Do you know the the fun version of Sleigh Ride? I don't know. It's very much a fun version of Sleigh Ride. Like it's got like that weird kind of it, it's more of a beat than an instrument kind of okay. thing that fun does. But I, I picture that kind of as the next song, like that kind of thing. Like if this were the middle of a Christmas album oh, and then you just yeah. really ramped it up after this, like I I feel like it just really turns a novelty, like all Christmas albums are novelty. I know what you It mean. turns that into something that feels planned and like thought out and cared about. And Like when the know. polyphonic spree does exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be sweet. I would not expect that from Leon Rhymes. That would be awesome. I mean, the sun the sun is the sun. She can do pretty much anything she wants after <laughs> She's the, the sun for a reason. The tremendous success she had on that show. And like that was that was a wild one where like I, I knew it was her and didn't want her to get eliminated. Like normally when I figure it out, I'm like, good, just get out of here. Like I'm 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 done. Just tell me I'm right. Move on. And I was like, I didn't want her to go. I was like, just keep singing. This rules. (laughs) But we are going to go into break on that one. And we will be, we will be right back with a, uh, another fun one. If Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah, of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel, what does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. Every Christmas card I write. All right, we are back, and we are we are kicking it off one with one here. Uh, John, how did you describe this man before? It kind of creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the uh, consensus for uh, a lot of people. And if you are not not sure how to feel about him, go watch him get married on national television. That's a fun clip. It is Tiny Tim. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like him. I, I I love his voice. I think it's a, a very silly kind of gimmick. <laughs> I can't believe he was as famous as he was. Like I, I learned of him as a trivia question in Trivial Pursuit when I was a child. <laughs> like, really? 
he, he had reached that level of fame. I I just knew like I think I just always knew there was a guy that like a weird a weirdo that played the ukulele. Yep, the tippler through the tulips. That that song. Yeah, and that's I don't think I ever really <laughs> don't think I ever really listened to him. And I just knew, yeah, through the the culture that he was a weirdo. <laughs> I I hear you're weird. <laughs> I, I just also, I think like, his voice is fun and unique. Isn't he a... He did a cover of People Are Strange. I really want to hear that. Yes. Yes, he did. Interesting. I think uh, there's a few covers, actually. The sun is I don't know. I, is he a children's singer? I don't he is, think right? so. No, okay. He might have children's songs, but I do not think he is. Okay, I thought he was a children's singer. And children's singers always kind of weird me out a little bit. Oh, he has mostly covers. <laughs> oh, really? There's <laughs> like 125 covers listed on secondhand songs. You know what would really change my mind about Tiny Tim is if he did Backdoor Santa on this album? I mean, go dig him up. Twice. Make him do it. <laughs> oh, he did Be My Baby. That's, a, that's probably a fun version for him. And children. Are you lonesome tonight? That's probably perfectly in his wheelhouse. Yeah, we're gonna do a Tiny Tim episode one day. So, do you love this? <laughs> oh, I do. I okay. It, there's definitely some gimmick and novelty to it, but not in the same way as I was kind of teasing about before. Like this is this is the territory where I do actually enjoy it. So, when would you listen to? When would you listen to him singing? Like, like is this like put on your your headphones, walking back from the train kind of music? It's it's definitely like it's the the epitome of like when it comes on shuffle I'll I'll turn shuffle off for a couple songs. And it's it comes on a lot when I'm driving and it's okay. it's fun for that because it's it kind of it, it wakes you up. It, it's hard not to participate. It's a fun voice to like do along with. Interesting. I feel like if this came on while I was driving like late at night, I would be creeped out <laughs> yeah, I would feel oh for sure but you'd be okay. awake <laughs> <laughs> alert yeah definitely yeah. alert <laughs> every everything you pass by seems like a shadow that might be following you now <laughs> so is tiny tim like a like a nice childhood memory like when you think of christmas are you like oh yeah i always go back to that tiny tim white christmas no is there that anything is... comforting about tiny tim is what i'm trying to ask no he's definitely a, a later in life probably probably not till college that i really became aware of who he actually was not just like okay. a person i know their name kind of thing now okay. this next person though the uh the transition is pretty smooth because it is another one where i i know their name and generally what they do but i i don't have nearly the knowledge that i i should it is merle haggard yeah i i've been starting to get into a little more uh, like i was saying like a little bit more country music and uh kind of outlaw country merle haggard and waylon jennings and willie nelson and all them yeah it's just, I don't know. I, I just like it a lot. I really like 
There's a lot of guitar Just like covers the of the song. I used to know. And I really like the way he plays this. Where the There's like kind of a lot going on. It's a lot of strumming and a lot of uh, like finger picking and, you know, uh, bass and high parts sort of at the same time, like alternating. There was a... A uh, country music American Idol for a while on, oh, yeah? on CMT, and I remember coming home because they used to have like, some somewhat decent concerts on there. And I remember coming home, and it was like the last channel I had on before I had gone out. Like they had an Avid Brothers concert on, and I, was, I left while that was on. And I got home, and I was watching this American Idol country, whatever they called it, country idol probably, and. <laughs> Literally every one of them sounded like this. Like that—that's like what he did to country music. Is like, yeah, this is what country music sounds like. And like Hank Williams is sort of the same for yeah. uh, our friend Mason. Um, yeah, this is 1982, uh, so this is like later in his career. I really like the, I really like the guitar in this, and I like how clean it is. Uh, I, I like that it's playing like kind of what you would hear in the more rock and roll songs of this era, yeah. but it is like so clean. Right. And I love his voice. So he has like the sort of crooner, but there's none of the, the strings and the soft bed that sort of every yeah. other song, every other version of this has. We don't really have a lot of that here. I mean, the Caleb Scott did a little bit of it, but his voice isn't. Totally in that crooner territory. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm. This is making me realize, like, there's some, like, I kind of am anti-crooner. I, I can't really do uh, uh, Bing Crosby. There, again, Bing Crosby is something about it that weirds me out. It's like too. I don't know. Is it the way know. he beat his children? Like, kind of. It's like there's something uh, wholesome about it on the outside, but, like, you know, it's not, or it's, like, too yeah. old, or, like, I don't know what it is. I can't put words to it, but we have a Bing Crosby Christmas record in my house. My wife finds it very comforting, and I there's something about it. It's just, like, it's a little unsettling to me. Uh, I mean, it is one of those where, like, you hear Christmas, you think Bing Crosby. So, like, it... It makes sense to me, but I, I try to get myself away from it. Like, there's there's so many new things to hear all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to turn on the radio. I'm going to go to a store. I'm going to hear Bing Crosby. Like, I don't have to, like, it's going to happen. Like, I want to do the stuff. If I'm going to work for it, I want it to be something new. Yeah, it's just, it's not comforting to me. Whatever it is, it seems to be comforting to other, other people. Bing Crosby, that sort of, like, very old crooner, uh, Frank Sinatra, um, I can't even think of who else. In general, I mean, Tony, it doesn't do the it Tony for Bennett's me. of the world. Tony Bennett's, yeah, but especially <laughs> the older ones. Uh, something about it just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable in some way. Haven't quite put God. put my finger on why. But the ninety year old Tony Bennett is really happy to hear you go. I mean, the older ones though. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean, like the ones from like the four, you know, the forties. Yeah, it's like recorded in a way that's like off-putting to me, and I think it's more the sound of it, or there's like so much orchestra in them. I don't know. I, someday I'll 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 tell you what. I'll go to therapy. I'll bring it up in therapy, and I'll come back and ex- <laughs> I'll see if I can yeah, figure let, out why. But let, there's let something about it that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but like these country, these older country 
artists, they do kind of croon, but it's more stripped down and it's just sort of like a guitar and a microphone or like a small band. There's not like an army of, you know, violins <laughs> behind them. Um, and it sounds more like personable or like... like I guess there is the element of that where like pretty much everybody was just hired to do a job. Like every everybody on all of those crooner records is just showing up to work. Yeah. Yeah, and it just sounds like disembodied. Like I have a hard time putting that to an actual person or any feeling. It's just like is. It just like exists. I don't know. I'm probably digging myself a hole because I know people really love it. And someday I'm sure someone will show me a reason why I should love it too. Uh, but today is not that day. It like makes me <laughs> uncomfortable and Christmas is a time for uh, comfort and I do not find comfort in it. Comfort but, and joy. Comfort yeah. and joy. Comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. joy. Comfort and joy. Exactly. You, you get it. But I'm coming around to like these country crooners like Merle Haggard. Now, this next person is um, uh, a shoe in for the list, not just because they announced their retirement this year and it was one of the few concerts I got to see was the the kickoff date of the farewell tour. It is Elton John and Rosie O'Donnell. I adore Elton John. I thought you were going to say you saw Rosie O'Donnell's <laughs> That would rule. I'm pretty sure I bought this CD for my, uh, my grandmother who loved Rosie. We used to watch Rosie O'Donnell when I was in the Koosh Ball in the 90s. <laughs> I used to think I, Rosie O'Donnell was delightful. I don't know what oh, happened to her. I mean, she's nothing wrong with her. Nothing I can think of. No, no, no. I mean, she, when she was on TV, when she like had her show, and like since she had her show, I don't think I've really heard about her. So. She had a really funny stand-up show. Really? In, in the last like five years or so. That ended with she was a. a I don't you know. I don't really know what her like origin is. I'm sure she was just an actor first or a comedian second. But I don't know. Maybe she was a comedian first. I have no idea. I don't know enough about it. She was already like super famous by the time I recognized her as a person. I just remember her as like Regis and Kelly morning show and then there was the Rosie O'Donnell morning show. Yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was in A League of Their Own and The Flintstones, and then she had her own daytime talk show. And, like, that was a stretch where she was just, like, everywhere. It does say she was a comedian. She was a comedian, and then she got a, a network TV sitcom in 1986. And then, and then she was in her in, uh, League of Their Own, and all these other movies. When was she on TV? Her talk show? Yeah. Uh, late 90s. I don't know if it made it into the 2000s or not. Like the mid-late 90s? When she yeah. was up there? Okay. cover of White Christmas? I didn't look for more after this. I I, I enjoy that 
that Rosie O'Donnell has this many famous friends who are willing to show up and let her sing next to them. Like, oh yeah, I mean, uh, you've got Elton John, you've got Billy Joel, you've got you've Elmo. Got, yeah, you've got Elmo. You've got, you've got Angelica Lauren Pickles Hill. from the Rugrats. You've got Angelica Pickles. <laughs> I mean, everyone. One of my favorites. I didn't. I didn't listen to the song yet, but one one of the ones I'm most excited to hear after I listen to the Rugrats one, of course, is the Last Christmas with Darren Hayes, who is the guy from Savage Garden. Oh, really? So last. So you said you wanted to do Silent Night next year. I was gonna save this yeah. until after, but I want to do Last Christmas so bad. That's my favorite Christmas song. I I know my number one. I won't say it. I'll save it in case I There's a lot of good ones. do somehow stumble across one that beats it. But <laughs> I, I would be interested to see what like two through ten would be. Like it, it's not as uh, clear cut from there. There's so many. I, I love Last Christmas. This is nice. This is nice. Now you're you're keeping us in the the country territory here yeah. with uh, some Ernest Tubbs. Ernest Tubb. Ernest Tubb, yeah, I'm preparing for a, ooh, someday is going to be a sort of a tricky episode, but I'm preparing for it, uh, and I came across Ernest Tubb from that, um, and now I like, I can't stop listening to this guy, I, I don't know what it is about him, I really like his voice, I think this, it's hard to tell when this was done, this is either the 40s or the 50s, but it has that really old like recording sound to it. Sleigh bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It feels like homey. With every Christmas yeah. you know, this one, this one feels like it has the the fireplace going, like the Olivia Newton John one pretended. <laughs> Yeah. I like all the instrumentation too, and I like that it doesn't go too overboard. I really like all the slide guitars. Even like the backup singers. This one, I just feel like it's the whole, it's the whole package, and it's as close to like a really old crooner as I'm gonna get. This we is like my version, I think, of Bing Crosby. I, I like that. That feels like a very good choice because it's not so far off genre-wise or like vocal quality-wise, but it is just a little rougher, more underground. Like it's not, a, it's not an unfamiliar name, but it is not as like universally recognized as Bing Crosby. I'd never heard of Ernest Tubb before I started researching for for this show. Uh, so this is like a brand new discovery for me. When I came across it, I was like, yep, this is exactly what I wanted. Alright, we are into top three territory here for for both of us now. Oh, this is very exciting my, here. My my number three is um my, my my number one was was set. I knew the whole time what that was gonna be. There was there was no way that one was moving. This one came as close as any to to topping it until 
till the next one. It'll all make sense how the next one wouldn't beat it, but it it really is. It was it was neck and neck for for my next three for for a good while before I finally like set it in stone. But it is the Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings White Christmas. Sounds really good. I, I, yeah. I had this high on my list and then I keep I kept getting bumped down. This is one of the ones that I uh, I sort of was bummed that I couldn't really get fit. And also I was like, I really think Dan's gonna step in here with this one. Yeah, I think we're stuck. Uh, we should we should put bets on it. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> that way if we're if we're wrong, then it can be like alright, so you we'll get find all three of them right or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, she she started having her her resurgence in the, the years leading up to this. Her, I learned the hard way in 2010. Started getting people to uh, kind of tune back in and then uh, give the people what they want. That that was the one that sold me. Where I was like. Yeah, I'm in forever. Like <laughs> whatever, whatever this woman does and has done, I I'm 100 in. Like that that album is amazing. Give the people what they want. And this comes right after that. So the whole world is paying attention, and she shows up with her holiday soul party album, kicking it off with a Hanukkah song. And I was like, hell yes. So good. This is off of. Um... Daptone Records, which is like, if you like this yeah. kind of soul and you want to hear stuff that's not from the 70s, <laughs> go yeah. check out Daptone. Every, almost everything we listen to, or almost everything we play that's like modern soul is really good. Comes from this. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely recommend this whole record if you are looking for like, oh yeah, some, some Christmas music you like actively want to participate in. Like a funky little drummer boy, and um, what was the other one that I really liked? Eight Days of Hanukkah. There's so that's what I was saying. They they, they kick it off with a with a Hanukkah song, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I, there's it's so rare. We are yeah, they get a little uh, a little little protesty with "Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects." Like mm-hmm. it it really it has a personality, and it it really sticks the landing. It it really this album is amazing. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. get a lot of uh, identifiable features in Christmas albums a lot. <laughs> like they they are one hundred percent showing up for this one. All right, your number three, that this one, I uh, I, I didn't have this one in my my top twenty, but it it did just about make the cut and. I, I was surprised that it did. I, I randomly stumbled on it, and I I really enjoy this version. It is the Esleban Armado. It is Blanca Navidad. That's awesome. Okay, so like I this was a late find for me. I did not. I just sort of also stumbled on. I'm doing my best to go through all the foreign language ones, um, and I'd never heard of this band before. They're huge. They're like winning Latin uh, yeah, Billboard yeah. Awards like every year. Um, but I was so excited because this is a genre that 
is a little bit mysterious to me. Um, as far as I can tell, it's just like modern uh, ranchera or, or uh, norten, norteño music. Um, but I, it, it's very much in that crooner territory. Oh yeah, that's like Mexican crooners. Like that's what yeah. you know. Yeah, ranchero is. So, especially like the really older stuff. And so, like, I think it fits really well. I don't know if you hear that really, really deep guitar. Um, in the the vocal harmony and the rhythms, like, there's this modern ranchero um, that sometimes I see it as like tra- almost like trap ranchero. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This has a very similar sound to that, but I don't speak Spanish well enough to understand what they're talking about. So I have no idea what it's about. Uh, but I saw that they're on a, um, they're featured on uh, Junior Junior H, uh, his new record. Um, okay. It's really good. That's like the cover is like a lighter lighting up a joint. I have no idea what it's about, but there's a lot of like explicit <laughs> labels on the songs. It's really good, and it sounds just like this. I was just so excited to find something like this. I think it works so well in this style. I love that bass sound. It's so thick, and there's no, there's no, there's no drums, so it sticks out. If this stayed instrumental, I. Probably would have loved it just as much. I love the vocals though. I listen to a lot of Ranchero in the in the bar, mm-hmm. um, but but not usually this kind of like just acoustic. It's a lot of like uh, you know like full bands with um, like accordions and horns. There's something about this music I just like. I love it. I can listen to it anytime. It just feels uh, makes everything like a party. This is like the more subdued version of that. But now, if you want a party, <laughs> I I don't think a more party version of this song exists. And technically, when we're recording this, it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> It is a uh, it is a thing that um, I know John and I have both been privy to this clip because John lives in Chicago and I live in Philadelphia and that was the game that was on this weekend. But um, I I'm going with the upcoming Philadelphia Eagles version, and this one was gonna make my list no matter what. It it was a uh, a point of pride. I had to include it. But then I heard it, and holy cow, Jordan Maialata, who people might know as Thingamabob from The Mass Singer, <laughs> that dude can sing. Like, it is insane how good of a singer he is. That's not it's That's Jason Kelsey. <laughs> that guy's voice is great, too. These are all yeah. linemen, right? I mean, yeah, future Hall of Fame center Jason Kelsey is singing right now, and then gets blown out of the water. 
so good. What the hell? You could almost picture him next to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mason Ramsey. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yodeling right along with him. <laughs> Whatever the Australian version of yodeling. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like, I, I am so excited to hear this. Like, it is, it is the perfect marriage of novelty and talent and actually, like, legitimately impressive musicians on the album. There's a guy from, like, Sunrise Band. Oh, the really? producer is the drummer from War on Drugs. Like, oh, wow. It, it is know, legit high quality talent showing up for this thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, I can say confidently, it's better than the Super Bowl shuffle. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, better musicianship. You know, all around. They won that year. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, Eagles are doing all right. I think it's uh if they oh, win. I don't, I don't know. They're they're doing okay, but ESPN says they're the fifth best team. So who really? knows? <laughs> yeah, they're they're fifth in the power rankings that came out today, and everybody's like, why? <laughs> they don't never count Philly out. Grease those poles now. Grease those streetlights yeah. now, because uh, I I love that. That's the new. Uh, <laughs> Philly stereotype. Get rid of all the bullshit ones. I'll keep that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Hide your batteries, cause uh... yeah. Oh um, man, did you see the Bills were throwing snowballs at the refs? And I was like, no one gives them shit for that. You're so we far threw snowball- We threw snowballs at a drunk in the middle of a snowstorm, and all of a sudden we're the monsters for the next fifty years. <laughs> but they can throw snowballs at the actual ref in the actual game, and they're like, that's just them. That's just what they do. Uh, whatever what, a bills fan threw a, a bills fan threw a sex toy on the on the field <laughs> before like the bills are that is uh, true yeah they're maniacs they're just in the woods so nobody yeah. really thinks that much about them philadelphia yeah they're not like, real <laughs> a city that matters yeah <laughs> sorry sorry anyone from yeah Buffalo. philadelphia is a what a top five market i guess probably so yeah like, just no one's paying people attention pay, out there. people pay a little more attention uh i think that I love linemen, I think are adorable. And anytime, <laughs> like, th- there's just so many wholesome linemen stories. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Anytime you-, you see a bunch of linemen get together for some project, you know, it's going to be great. So when I heard that there was, yeah. I didn't even know it was just the Eagles. I thought it was just linemen yeah. across the league that could sing. <laughs> get the together. other linemen, not that was like, makes sense there. to me. Yeah. Lane Johnson is the other lineman who was uh, not featured in that clip, but the other songs I've heard so far, he he has a very country voice and like a good country voice. It's like, how? Why do they have another skill? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. How, is it is it a coincidence that they have five starting linemen that can sing? It feels yeah, like there's intentional. there's a chance that. <laughs> Two of them are Hall of Famers. One of them is at least a Hall of Famer. Like, at least one of them is a Hall of Famer. And they can also do this. <laughs> <laughs> they must be, uh, that must come up in the draft uh, interviews. You think, you think this was on it the Wonderland? Right? <laughs> yeah. Doing like ta ta ti ti ta. <laughs> you can keep up, <laughs> you'll join the team. <laughs> All right, your next one here. Your, your number two pick. The uh, the legend who has not fared super well on our show, weirdly enough, it is Otis Redding. Yeah. 
And I know we say this all the time about like, well, it's just Otis doing Otis. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Otis doing Otis is a it's one. It's so good though. And like, this is not a song where, you, I don't know. There's there's so many versions of the song that's exactly the same that hearing yeah. Otis Redding do it his own way, there's not that much you can do with the song. This is exactly is this what I want. Or after the drifters. Spoiler question. <laughs> this is way after. This is sixty-eight. Because he drifters does that inflection too. The where you go it's up at the end of Christmas. Like you can you can definitely tell what are the versions being kind of the, the basis for a lot of these covers. Like the 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 Mylotta part of that Eagles song is for sure the drifters. That Otis Redding part is for sure the drifters. But if I'm remembering right, I think 68 would have been right towards the end of there. I think that would have been the... Did he pass away in 68 or 69? Because I think uh, Doc of the Bay was his last album. Yeah, that um, came out after he died. And that was 68, so this may have been right around then. Okay, so this is another posthumous thing, maybe? Maybe. I love it. I, the... I don't know. <laughs> that stacks. Right, it has that stacks uh, sound that every album. Sounds. I don't know if this is Booker T playing this. Like there is a Booker T version of the song. Oh, there was a, yeah, that was cool. I also wanted to include that, but it just yeah, wasn't that, right. That was. Uh, I, I I don't know why I didn't put any of the instrumental on my own list, but yeah, that one was great. I listen to a ton of them. I have a bunch of them saved. They just like I had a hard time making the cut. Um, I think this is so homey feeling. It's it's familiar because it's Otis Redding doing Otis Redding. It's White Christmas, which is like the homeliest song in the world. Uh, yeah, can't really. Just fits so well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Merry Christmas Baby came out in '67. And I think this is the B side if I'm putting all the pieces yeah. together. And he died at the end of '67. And Merry Christmas Baby, that's you know, that's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Yeah, that's a that's a great song. Oh, so good. Otis Redding is a treasure. <laughs> I think yeah, like these I, sorts of, you know, classic songs, it'll be really hard to, uh, it'll be really hard to top an Otis Redding version. <laughs> now, I, I think the next two, I I do legitimately feel are the only two that even come close. And one of these is, it, it is just the, not not just because they're a punk rock band, but we'll we'll talk about it a little bit once it plays. But this is is easily the most punk rock thing that I'm aware of that happened with Christmas songs, and it is the Bad Religion Christmas or White Christmas that came out in 2013, which is that's a Ramones cover musically in the beginning there. 
but um, no, no, no. Go back, go back to the beginning. The, just the guitar in the beginning is the remote. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I hear it now. <laughs> they they drop a little Sex Pistols at the end of one of the other ones. I have to listen through again to, to remember which one it is. But they the reason that this is such a a punk rock thing that they re-release it every year, sometimes a new pressing, some whatever. But every year, 20% of the proceeds go to Snap, which is sur- the Survivor's Network of those abused by priests. Oh. Which, if you are going to be a punk rock band making a Christmas record, that is the way to do it. <laughs> like, it's bad religion, like, yeah. Yeah, all of, all of the interviews and stuff with uh, the, the two main guys from the band, they're like... I mean, we grew up going to churches. We grew up in choirs. These are songs that we know by heart and still kind of enjoy singing for yeah. the nostalgia and that, that youthful feeling. But to, like, do a Christmas record just in earnest, it was just, like, a, a thing that they're like, can't just do a Christmas record. Like, I love that. Know, no matter how fun it is, no matter how much people would love it, like, it has to have, like, an actual purpose so they donate to Snap. I love that. I always sort of wondered what the deal was with this album because I have it on a bunch of playlists. It's great. I, these are probably the more my more played Christmas songs, but uh, it's a little strange hearing like Hark, Hark the Herald's people sing in some of these like church, churchy songs, uh, you know, being played by like pop punk band. Um, yeah. But that makes the context makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, I think that's why they went with a lot of the more kind of religious ones, and then they, yeah. of course, they closed the album with "American Jesus," which is a bad religion song already, just a different mix of it. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's a nice little fun touch. I love that they donate to the to that fund. I think that's terrific. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's I fun. I love that album. It's it's nine songs. It's I'm probably not even 20 minutes long it, if if you're not into it it'll be over soon but i it, it just has that bad religion edge that i love and it's also like it takes no barrier to entry it, it's all christmas songs i love it <laughs> like, someday i need to get more into bad religion because that's a that's another one that i don't really i don't know very well I'll, I'll put together a primer for you yes. although some of some of the stuff is uh actually maybe not i haven't checked in a while but it, it was missing for a little bit so okay We'll see what I can put together. Well, that'd be great. But that brings us to our number one. And I, I think this is the definitive number one. Like, I I had this on my list and you outranked me. And I, I think <laughs> it does belong as uh, as number one here. It is The Drifters. It's just such a classic. It's such a classic cover version of this song. It, I know it's in Home Alone, and like yeah. that is definitely part of it. But I think even separating that, like, see, I don't have the association with that. Like, I, I've seen the movie, obviously, but like, it doesn't mean anything to me. This version just rules. Like, it's so good, even separated from that, and like how well I know it. Nothing else really sounds like this. And the ones that do sound like it came after, yeah. and are they specifically make it sound it, like, like this. elevates? It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love like that part. That little vocal that right there. That God, changed so, good. so many versions for the better. Oh yeah, I, I think it's, it's 
It has like the crooner voice. It has the soulful backup. It has cool instrumentation. Like that little bass that just kind of plods through it. It's like just so many kind of specific choices. Oh yeah. They're like to to commit to all of these ideas is just one of those like. And the different like the really low voice and then the really high voice. Like I, I get so just moved by confident choices and like you, you don't wing it and have it come out like this you don't cash grab it like certain people we've talked about already <laughs> like you don't get that if you're not taking significant time out of your life to put together the best possible version and this is the best possible version <laughs> yeah so much you can tell so much thought went into this and like could you imagine only hearing the Big Crosby song and then hearing this and like, what did they do? This is incredible. Because <laughs> like when, when I was going back through all of the really old covers of this song, um, they're all orchestral. Like oh, yeah. mid-50s and back. Every country, <laughs> everything. Other than a few like country artists, um, are, are like, yeah, they're this exact same as Ben Crosby, the same sort of like. I love that ending. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, uh, they all have that big orchestra behind them. They're all are like really croonery. They sound like, um, like a movie in the forties. They're like scored like yeah. a movie. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like this. This feels very. It, it feels song. both Disney and like anti-Disney. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a pop. It's a pop song. It's like a pop yeah. sort of. I don't know if it's soul, like proto soul, maybe, but like, yeah, they like actually make it into a pop song in a way that I don't know if I don't I don't know if anyone did before them. I love it. It's yeah. so creative. I just love it. It's so good. It holds up so well. Yeah, I mean, Clyde McFadder. I'll I'll send you a couple of songs of his too. Like. He just has one of those voices that is like once you pull it, it is so recognizable. And like he he has so many versions of songs you know and stuff. Like he has like um is it Save the Last Dance for Me? It was really good. He did a uh, Under the Boardwalk that that I I love. Like it's that type of song, but there's just something about his voice. That stands out over the others like nine times out of ten. He uh he is the first artist to be inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah, he was first as a solo artist and then as the drift or as a member of the Drifters. Interesting. I mean, I, don't I, I would guess like... he got one of those like influence entries that you you get every now every couple years or whatever. There's like here's five people who. Uh, don't meet the criteria but rock and roll wouldn't exist without them or whatever that's the premise at least okay yeah i usually don't like uh vocal groups you know <laughs> but... i i like this era where things are still rough and like yeah they're clearly writing their own arrangements and like right they have a real style and it's it's once you kind of get outside of this era when you get into like early 60s and definitely by the 70s it's just so produced right like I love no, that stuff point. too, but to a way different extent. 
Oh, damn. This was so, this is so fun. I, should we just do Christmas songs in all of 2023? Oh man. that would <laughs> Every be... December I get like this and then I like need uh, 11 months to recover. You know what? Let's, let's make the promise now next year. We're definitely doing this next year. It'll be two Christmas episodes because it'll be oh. at least two, two weeks in or two releases in December. We will do two Christmas episodes next year. Because I I love this I so I, I think before cover songs took over my life the uh, the collecting of Christmas songs was a big part of it totally and I I like that I can overlap the two for a little while yes absolutely do you want to talk about uh we have some really fun plans for uh, Patreon episodes yeah I mean. In in the past, this is the type of thing that would qualify because it is a a bonus episode. It is outside of the uh, the regular release order. Those are the type of things that would end up into Patreon. But since this is Christmas, yeah, you're, you're getting a, a nice little bonus episode now. So we will have uh, our regularly scheduled episode. We'll do a year end wrap up on uh, on Wednesday if you're looking for a regular time episode. But um, yeah, we're we're doing interviews you'll hear a little clip of an interview we did with uh mcgregor burns who did a cover song a day on tiktok and so many of them are so good like it's yeah i i, I got in way too late to hear all 365 but like there, he has such a specific brand and style that like it's so easy to just kind of scroll through and get lost in in the vibe of it all it's really cool we we talked to him. We'll hear some of that interview. You'll hear the the entire interview if you sign up on Patreon. All it takes is a dollar. You get all that stuff for a dollar. You get a little bit more at five, and then uh, it goes up from there. Ten, twenty, and thirty with uh, I, th- I think exciting perks for all of that. But yeah, you can uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Blanket and Covers, and you can uh, check out all of that stuff. Yeah, we're thinking of fun fun things in twenty twenty three. Fun you know, extra, extra episodes and things outside of our, of our normal schedule, things to try yeah. out. I think Came we're going to probably do this episode, but that mess Singer thing, I think it's probably coming. <laughs> oh, I was going to just about to say the same thing. Yeah. There's no way we're not going to do some sort of mass Singer uh, bonus something. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting into the more uh, novel stuff. This, this, the regular feed episodes will will still be the same. You'll get your songs and your bands oh, yeah. and your your tribute albums and cover albums. It's all the uh, the cut for time stuff you'll get over on Patreon. You'll get all the interviews that we're gonna do with people. With we have a, a couple of them lined up, which uh, haven't recorded yet. So hopefully they uh, they they flesh out like we're we're planning. But yeah, yeah we have a a lot of fun stuff lined up over there. Maybe even some just general music, uh, new music discovery kind of. I definitely want to do that. Dan and I have anyway, and so why not just record it? Cramming for our (laughs) year-end list because I basically stopped seeking out new music in March. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I I'm pretty excited about the the new list, and I want to keep this this ball rolling. So maybe that'll be a a regular Patreon feature too of uh, just what's new this month. Oh, I love it. But for the time being, enjoy your holiday. You have uh, a couple days left of shopping here before 
before the the day is upon us. So uh, use it wisely, I guess. Buy yeah. stuff, keep the economy afloat. <laughs> yeah, follow but, us on all the things. Blanketing covers yeah. on Instagram, TikTok, uh, blanketing covers at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts or want to send us yeah. anything, r slash blanketing covers on Reddit. That's right. That's a fun little place. Uh, <laughs> it, it has it has leveled off the. Uh, uh, Yacht Rock people aren't mad at us anymore, so we are allowed to. <laughs> we're allowed to exist comfortably on Reddit again. So uh, come join us there. <laughs> I let uh, you do it, that. I don't want any part of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that is it for us. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday to, to wrap up the year. Yeah. Happy holidays. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. <laughs>